0: I love high school football and I don't want the season to end but that you get sick of any building you're in for four straight yeah. days and
1: we kind of get sick of each other a little bit too like I kind of keep I keep my distance from Max after like day two I start to just like limit limit interactions with Max because I don't want to feel his wrath I mean I limit interactions with Max all the time
0: Step and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos at Dave Campbell's Texas Football on TexasFootball.com. I am Greg, I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. Hi, I'm a Step Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Unless you're listening to this for free because we made it free, we uh, love you. Either way, we love you. Uh, we thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. If you're not a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, please consider becoming one. It would it helps put food in our tummy. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Uh, you also get a season's worth of this podcast, which is Matt and I yes. just
1: talking about sports yeah. stuff. You get free mag. You get no, well, not free, but you get magazines mailed directly to you. Yeah, basically. Anyway. Print media is not dead. Um, so this is
0: your Thursday state championship day preview. Day two. Day two. Uh, we, we we're gonna like the we've we've popped the cork on this. We're all really excited. Oh, it was a mm-hmm. great first day. Fantastic mm-hmm. first day. Now we got this second day. We're three. Our first uh, full day of eleven man football, and it's two a and three a today. Uh, but before we get to that, normally we would have our Texas high school football fun fact of the week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you something, Steph, okay. because you you see a lot of football games. Yes. A lot of high school football games.
1: It'll be, it'll be 77 at, at the end of the state championship. And,
0: and you, probably more than anybody else in the world, attend a lot of triple headers, a lot of games that are that, that three games in the same place on the same mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Several this year. Been to a few. You've been to a few. So let's talk about surviving this because that's a lot of football. It is. It's a long day of football, fun day of football. It is. But a long day of football. If I'm going to the state championship games and I want to survive a triple header of Texas high school football greatness, and not be miserable, and not be miserable, give me some
1: give me some pro tips. All right. Okay. So the first thing you got to do, you got to eat a big breakfast. Okay. Ooh, you yeah. need to eat a big breakfast because you don't want all of your all of your con- food consumption that day to be concession stand food. As nice as some of the concession stand food is at AT and Stadium, it is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. You probably don't want to have all three of your meals that day be concession (laughs) stand food. That's
0: that's a really good point. Yeah.
1: So I say eat a big breakfast. Go somewhere and have a a hearty. I'm not talking. I love a water burger, taquitos. They're great. I'm talking about like a like a meal. Like you know, get the eggs, get the hash browns, get the toast, load up, get full before you get there because then Mm -hmm. you're not going to be hungry for a while. Okay. Second thing is is what I would do Um, between games. Get up and take a walk. Even mm-hmm. at halftime, get the the concourse at AT and T Stadium is is quite walkable. Uh, you can get up, get stretch your legs a little bit, walk around, um, use this time to scout out your your meal options because by you know between game you know game round game two halftime of game two or after game two you're, you're going to be hungry again because it's going to be a little later in the day. You haven't eaten since breakfast. You're going to be a little hungry. Now you have an idea of where mm-hmm. the good concessions are and what you might want to eat because there are a plethora of options.
0: And more importantly, maybe what you don't want to eat. Because there are also some things
1: there that,
0: you know, might make look appetizing but maybe yeah. aren't the may- best move. <laughs> yeah,
1: it may not be the best move if you're going to be there for another five or six hours mm-hmm. unless you want to be spending time in another place of the stadium that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. So, uh my recommendation, I think the best thing to get at AT&T Stadium for the for the value mm-hmm. and the, si- the portion size, the Philly cheesesteak. Mm. Thing is, it's about 12 bucks. It's not cheap, but that's a he- big Philly cheesesteak sandwich. That w- that will hold you over until you leave the stadium for get a big drink, get a souvenir cup, have a t- you can take it home. Yeah, drink it, take it home and have a Philly cheesesteak that will hold you over. I promise until the until the end of the day, and then you can get out of there with as little money spent as possible, and still sample the fair. And uh, you know, then you, uh, another thing also, seat selection. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can sit wherever you want at AT and T Stadium. My point, my opinion, don't be that guy who sits at the fifty yard line and takes a seat from the home team fans. If you're a neutral fan, sit on the sides. Let the parents, the families get to, get to a twenty. Get to a 20-yard 20-yard. Second level. Don't go to the first level. That's the mistake people make at the Stadium. They try to sit on the first level. I think the first level is a little too, lo- too low. Yeah, you want to hit sit the second level. Level that's Second level. Spot. And if you can get second level 50-yard line, that's that's like the A1 choice. Yes. But second level, anywhere between you know there, you're good to go. That's that's where I say sit. Um, if you're a coach, most coaches like to sit in the end zones. Mm-hmm. The problem is they don't open up the end zones until the other sections get filled up. So... Um, usually they don't open up the end zones. I have noticed that. Three. Coaches do like to sit in the end zone. Coaches love the end zones. That's what. That's if you want to hang. If you want to find a coach, go to the end zone section. That's you very will, weird. You uh, will run into like, a coach. I kn- like. It's like the film end zone view. They like I've that
0: known view. that because like every coach I've ever met at a state championship game, they've said I'm sitting in the end zone, and uh, it just uh-huh. clicked with me. It's like yeah,
1: coaches that is weird. Coaches love the end zones. So if you want to run into a high school football coach, hang out in the end zone. Yeah. That's where they'll be. Okay. Um, so th- those are my those are my uh, oh, triple header like pro tips. The uh, Philly cheesesteak is the the, uh, but also now on Saturday they do have the barbecue on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the barbecue AT and T Stadium is actually pretty good. The brisket nachos and the brisket cho sliced beef sandwiches. But they only have that on Saturday. That's a good option as well. Here's another thing. I'll just throw this out there. It is okay if if if
0: you if there's a game you're less interested in, you I believe you can come and go. I believe
1: one ticket will get you in I think and, and out they'll scan you in and out. Yeah. I think they scan you in and out. Whatever, over to Texas Live. Yeah, lots lots of great options in post game. Post game too. Post game, I say stay for all three games. Mm -hmm. But Texas Live is open pretty late, so
0: yeah. So if you need, and then after the game, if you need a. Need a little bevvy. Need yeah. a little, you know need, hey, need yeah, little nightcap. Yeah. If you're if you're ha- hey, if you you have still a de- hungry, designated
1: driver, you can get an adult beverage.
0: Yeah, you're still a little hungry. You could go for a taco or something, then, mm-hmm. then you can go over there. Or so go to Pudge's Pizza. Yeah, Pudge's Pizza. <laughs> have you been to Pudge's Pizza? I have yet? not. I've not. Um, it's a little unstable. To it, it is. It <laughs> it's really is. Between that, it's right like right next to like Guy Fieri's taco place. It's just unstable. Anyway, those are your that is your um your your survival guide yes. to a triple header. We are now into Thursday of the Texas High School Football State Championship Games in 2018. A slate. Of three games, 11, 3, and seven. That is the way that we will go the rest of the way. I we, love that schedule, by the way. Yeah, 11, 3, and seven. Eleven's a good time to kick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, do you remember that? too early. Do you remember that one time they tried to cram four games in one day they in Houston? A
1: few times. But Houston was the worst. Oh my god! What gosh. time did that Wascom Franklin, Franklin start? Washington. It started like at
0: nine forty-five. And, and here's the other thing. God bless you, Wascom and Franklin. God bless you. That game was boring as sin. Yeah. Oh, because the thing is, Franklin. Plays a style of football that is very methodical Mm -hmm. and very. We're gonna hit you in the mouth. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna play good defense. And Wascom had some exciting players. That's when they had Junebug Johnson, Mm -hmm. um, and them. But like it was at that point, we were exhausted. We had been there for twelve hours. It's like it was already running late. It's like twelve thirty in the morning. The press box was oh.
1: Low energy. Real, low energy. Real, real, <laughs> real low energy. real
0: low energy up there. But we're going to keep the energy high on this Thursday, starting at 11 o'clock, the 2A Division One oh, title man. game. One of my favorite games. I think... I think if you wanna if you wanna say that there's not a game on when on Wednesday that interests you, maybe you're not in a six man and maybe you think Mart's a big favorite over Groover, that's fine. You have no excuse mm-hmm. not to be locked in eleven o'clock Thursday. Mm-hmm. The New Deal Lions making their first trip to a state championship game, taking on the of Region four, the Mason Punchers mm-hmm.
1: in a game the computer has too close to call. Yeah, this is this is a super first off, two undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. Um what I like about this matchup is the clash of styles. You got you got Mason that's big, physical, punches you in the mouth, um, not real sexy, no. but super super effective. They're a killing machine, and you've got New Deal with, with just s- West Texas is not known for a lot of speed. New Deal is the exception. They've got speed to burn. They were I think state tramps in track last year, or, or one state and a couple of relays last year. Um, Jet Whitfield, if you haven't seen him, he's unbelievable. He plays. He plays like. Uh, he plays
0: like a man who, who's who's been lit on fire. He is. He plays full go every single time, and he is a. And you wh- know what's th- appropriately
1: named, isn't he? Jet. Jet. Yeah. He's
0: very quick, but the other thing is that he's tough. He runs tough. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like step out of bounds away from uh, away from contact. Like he welcomes it. And you're right. They are fa- they- If you're expecting like this plodding West Texas team, like mm-hmm. you are mistaken. Yeah, here.
1: New Deal's got athletes. They've namely DK Blaylock, the mm-hmm. uh, six foot five wide receiver safety, who is the rare uh, Division One commit in the two A level. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's committed to Iowa State. So I know Max Thompson will be locked in on him. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Um, he's a big time playmaker, and I think he's kind of the X factor for New Deal. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I-, I think Mason can scheme and prepare for Whitfield just a little bit. I don't know how you scheme and prepare for a six foot five Division One wide receiver in Mason. As
0: Rick Renner says, he's always open above his head, yeah. and um, it's and, a great point. It's and, true. And they just you'd throw it up to him. Um, now Mason, the, the thing that I think is interesting about this Mason team, and I'm sure we've mentioned it on podcast before, is like if the last time you thought about Mason was the last time they were in a title game earlier this decade, then you're thinking, oh. This is the David Moore, a Mason team. They just they run the ball basically out of like a, a modified wing T formation, uh, and they just grind it out. And they do. You're not wrong. Clay mm-hmm. Clearner, their running back, has been great. But what sets them apart this year, and what I think makes them more effective, and in my opinion, the reason they got past Refurio. Is that they have a little bit more balance To their offense yes. they, are, they can throw the ball Yeah, Otto Wofford's a, a more
1: than serviceable passer
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they have that Trademark defense That defense has mm-hmm. been great And you see what they did Again, I, I go back to the last two weeks To stifle To essentially Hold down Refurio on a fast track, by the way. In the, in the, dome. In the dome. In the Dome. And then to go the next week and to crush San Augustine is impressive. Yeah. No the doubt.
1: defense is, is playing excellent right now. And I, th- I think New Deal's defense is not getting as much no. love as they deserve. I mean, other, other, Now, they got torched in round three against Panhandle. They gave up 49 points against Panhandle. But other than that, I think it's been either shutouts or single digits in their four other playoff games. Mm. They're, they're a little bit underrated and playing well as well, so... Um, I think it's going to be a great matchup on both sides of the ball to see which, which offense can find footing against elite defense. And this is the, the really interesting thing, is that because um,
0: I think that these two teams are, are are interesting in the sense that I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I keep coming back to this. Has New Deal played a defense as good as Mason? And I've kind of looked through it. I've kind of started to thought about it, think about it, and I think the answer is no. Mm-mm. But what does that mean, right? Does that mean New Deal only gets 28 points? Yeah. Right? 28 points. You know, the New Deal defense is pretty good. That might be enough to win. Yeah, it might be. Um, it's a fascinating matchup. Yeah. It's the first real too-close-to-call game of the state championship I, game.
1: I think the biggest thing that, that New Deal has working in their advantage is Blaylock, obviously. because mm-hmm. I don't think Mason's got anyone that can match up with mm-hmm. him. And I think Whitfield's ability to improvise is a, as a as a dual threat, Refurio, Austin Ochoa is a really good passing quarterback. but He's not a dynamic runner. He's a good runner, mm-hmm. but he's more of a straight ahead. Not gonna. He's going to be a five or six yard a, a pop runner. Whereas Whitfield can break the big ones, and yes. I wonder if Whitfield, um, in those improvising moments, can can really keep the chains moving and make plays for New Deal's offense. This is one of those games that I think that we're going to be pre-split on 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 who who
0: we're picking. Yeah, and it's a close game. It it's is. One it is. One
1: one, it, I picked three games that I'm looking forward to the most, and this hmm. is one of my three. I
0: would say that I would say that this is one of those games where, like, as we mentioned with Division Two, it would be a little bit surprising if it would borderline shocking if Groover beat Mart. If either one of these teams won, it would not surprise yeah. either I of th- us. The biggest surprise
1: would be if one of them blows it. Blows that, that's out. exactly right. I if this is a surprise up, in this one, I think that, this is going to be a, yeah. a really good, competitive uh, state championship game.
0: So that is 2A Division one. That's 11 a.m. kick on Thursday. Let's matriculate now to 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Thursday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The Canadian Wildcats are back. They're back. They're back in a state championship game after a hiatus of three years? 16, uh, two years. 16-17. Lost a Gunner in 16-17. 16-17. Yeah. They
1: got their revenge last week.
0: They are back to draw the Newton Eagles. And if this game were being played last week, and we had one fewer re- week of um, data points, mm-hmm. I'd say, well, Newton's going to destroy yeah. Canadian. Good season, Canadian. Good job. Yep. Pat you on the butt. Enjoy. Grab a, grab an orange slice on your way uh, to uh, to the bench. Um but
1: Newton... Newton showed they were human last week.
0: They, they got, I don't, I don't want to say exposed, because I think that, that is, um, that's derogatory towards them. But East Bernard came out, and they had a game plan, and they stuck to the mm. game plan, and it
1: dang near worked. It almost worked. They, East Bernard's game plan was to use that big and physical offensive and defensive line, control the line of scrimmage, and control the ball on offense. Three, four yards a pop... I think they had an eight-minute drive in the first half, a nine-minute drive in the second half. They just they just held on to the ball forever. Mm-hmm. And Newton was a little sloppy on offense. Mm-hmm. They had some drops. Um, they were playing without their best player, uh, in essence, their best pass catcher, their playmaker, um, in Tomazier Brown, um, who. Is likely not playing this week. From, from
0: what under I season. understand, he yeah, he's I, lo- I, no longer with the team. I believe he I believe he tweeted something about how yeah. his career at Newton is over, which would mean obviously he's not playing in this yeah. game.
1: Big loss for Newton. So other receivers had to move into roles that they weren't quite as accustomed to, and you wonder. The pressure got to them a little bit. They hadn't been in a close game in basically all season. I mean, they have two wins. Newton's got wins over West Orange, Stark, and Gilmer. The West Orange-Stark game was competitive for a little while. They blew Gilmer away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, they've blown everyone else away. So they were in in a competitive game for the first time, and they they showed they were human and showed some vulnerability. Now, to Newton's credit, when they needed a drive to score and win the game, they went on a drive. Darwin Barlow made some plays. Josh Foster made plays. Or two other Division One players that are committed to TCU uh, made plays, and the Eagles found a way to win. So credit to them. But I think this gives Canadian fans, I think, some hope that Newton is not this unbeatable juggernaut. No, they're not. And 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 look, Canadian is a team.
0: What's so fascinating about this game is the uh, again a difference in styles. Mm-hmm. Canadian is precision. Yeah. Canadian mm-hmm. is we have run these plays. Into the ground, and we know exactly where... Uh, like, case and Cavalier, I bet could make a number of his reads blindfolded. Probably. Because yeah. he's so accurate, and he's so good at what he does. He's got a receiver in Garrison McCook, who's a big play threat. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they don't really have the same running game that they've had in the past few years. No, they're a little
1: but, bit more reliant, reliant on Cavalier in the passing yeah, game. Yeah,
0: in the passing game. But in any case, that is something that is, uh, you know, uh, th- that that is precision passing. Newton, if you watch Newton, there's a lot of times where you feel like they just drew this play in the sand. And they go, all right, uh, we got dudes, why don't we just run around and make something happen? Mm And it works. And they, it works. Because yeah. they have more speed and more just talent playing and simple yeah. than a lot of teams that they yeah. play. That's what's interesting about this. And I wonder if now the Canadian defense, it's worth mentioning. Canadian defense is playing their best ball right now. Yeah, they've given up fourteen points the last two weeks. They held Gunner to seven points last That's week. That's incredible. Yeah. The Gunner they have they their defense has bowed up in a big, big way recently. Um, they'll need to bow up even more this week yeah, uh, against absolutely. an explosive Newton team that for all the things that Gunner does, Gunner doesn't hit a ton of home runs. Um, they have
1: one home run hitter in Jantz, but he He doesn't get. He touches the ball ten times a game, yes. maybe. This
0: is a team full of home run hitters. Darwin Barlow can take it to the house yeah. every time he touches the ball. Josh Foster can take it to the house every time he takes a snap. Um, the, the key for Canadian is to kind of do what you can. Again, got to play a clean game. Mm-hmm. Um, but do what you can to play a um, to play as much as you can ball control, mm-hmm. whatever that sure means, passing game yeah, and then come up with stops defensively
1: if you 're Canadian, you have got to block james sylvester Yes. he will he, he this is a kid who 's a junior, and we 're talking this is like an s e c level recruit like he 's got offers from like i think Alabama and people like that i mean he 's mm-hmm. every bit of four and five star recruit You've got to block him, because if he gets loose on Cavalier, it's going to be trouble. So, like this is... <laughs> you got to keep him contained.
0: It's an interesting matchup. The computer has this
1: at... Newton by 14. I don't buy that. I think it's... Not a, without Tomazi. Brown. Not without Tomazi. Tom, Brown. Brown plays, yeah. I think, at that point, Newton's a, He's worth a touchdown. He's a, Yeah. I, I think... I think Newton's still the favorite here, Mm -hmm. but there's a path for just like we said last week with East Bernard, and East Bernard was a heavier underdog than Canadian. Yes, there's a path here. It takes Newton Canadian needs a lot to go right to win it, but there's a path. There absolutely is a path. So it's going to be a fascinating game. That's
0: three o'clock Wednesday or Thursday rather at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. We will close out the second day and hit the halfway point. Seven o'clock Thursday night. At AT AT&T Stadium, the 3A Division I state championship between the Malakoff Tigers (laughs) and the Grandview Zebras. (laughs) Two first time... Two teams making their first appearances at a state championship game. And this is not like Alvin Shadow Creek making their first appearance at a state championship game. Or like when Brock made their first state championship appearance in 2015 malakoff has been playing football since 1925. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Grandview's been playing football since 1909.
1: Yeah, these guys have been around. For they a have while.
0: been around, and they've just never been able to get to the top. And by the way, to get here, they beat two
1: teams that have been here a lot mm-hmm. in Yokum and Brock. Been yeah. here a lot recently. They beat uh, the defending state champs in the first round. Yes,
0: Grandview, the first round. Grandview beat Rockdale beat, in the first round.
1: Malakoff beat Jefferson in Malakoff beat Jefferson, Gladewater, Atlanta, and Brock in
0: a row. Unbelievable. So S- um, So this is it's an interesting matchup. First let's start with Malakoff. Cedar Creek Lake is coming to AT&T Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. Uh, Malakoff beat Brock in a lot of ways. They
1: beat him at their own game. Yeah, they ran the football and played tough defense, mm-hmm. uh, and really Malakoff felt like they left some points. They, they left some stuff on the table in that game. Oh, they uh, did. They dropped a couple. Well, one one was a clear drop. The other one, the ball, the, the credit to the Brock DB, he knocked the ball out. The ball was in the guy's hand right in the, the half, and, and the Brock defensive back came over and made a play on the ball and knocked it out. But that's two potential touchdowns there. And really Malakoff, the game turned. Malakoff's up ten nothing, and Brock's got a fourth and seven, and they run for a, a, what, what they were trying to run for a first down and they were short, but they got a penalty, gave Brock new life. And for a little while, Malakoff was teetering. They showed some heart. They mm-hmm. were down 21-17 at the half and held Brock scoreless in the second half. Yeah. Super impressive effort. Malakoff did not have these two. Th- now, there's the other u- unique thing. Number, there's a lot of unique things about this game. Number this is one, a bizarre game. Number one, these two schools are only about 80, only 85 miles apart from each other, which for state championship games is not far. Especially considering we just
0: talked about Newton and Canadian, where mm-hmm. it would take nine hours to drive from
1: one w- to the other. In fact, these two are so close they played in non district. <laughs> this is a rematch. Yes, and we I, and and if if you know of a rematch of a regular season rematch played in a state championship game, email me or Tepper or tweet us. Yes, so we're interested in that cause I, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to sit back and go back through. it, It's just a lot of research and we're kind of busy this week. Yeah. Uh, but if you know of a rematch that happened in a state championship game from earlier that regular season, let us know. These two played in September. Mount uh, Grandview won twenty eight to seven. Now. Vastly different teams. Grandview's starting running back, Tremaine Gallette, played in that game. He's now out for the year. They moved Elijah Golden from linebacker mm-hmm. to running back. He's now taking most of the carries for the Zebras. Awesome mascot. The Zebras. That's, man, Kate Hector's going to be fired up about this mascot. She's, Greg, she's Greg Tepper's be, fired up about this. She's, well, Kate Hector's going to kill you in the mascot. Dude, to, uh, I, I don't appreciate your... But... <laughs> but... Um, and we'll talk about the run-through also. Yes. But um, Malakoff did not have... RJ Carr or Kevi Rose in this game. They're two star running backs, and they're both back. Uh, Rose has been back most of the year. I think he just missed that one game, uh, maybe one other game. And Carr did not. Carr got hurt September in Week Two, September Fourteenth, and didn't come back until the Atlanta game. He's back, and he was a major contributor. He's a grown man. He is a two hundred twenty five pound back who can run at the three A Division One level. He he is a he 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 brings the he brings the wood every time. Uh-huh. He is a monster. And Grandview is going to have to account for him, but that frees up Rose and sophomore quarterback Darian Peace, he really came of age last week. He made some big time throws that went over Brock. He he really did. And and so it's a really fun story. I know Malakov I know they're
0: really fired up about this team up there in, in off, on Cedar Creek Lake. And then there's Grandview. And the Zebras with quarterback Dane Yench. Yes, sophomore quarterback Dane Yench. It's a, it's a soft J, Yench, yes. like it's, Um
1: my, my wife, who is uh, from South Africa, would prefer to correct you and call them Zebras.
0: The Zebras. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the, but here in Texas, we'll call them the Zebras. The zebras. Um, they're coming to AT&T Stadium on the strength of that and a terrific defensive effort last week against Yoakum. This has been a Grandview defense that at times has flashed. At times, they've looked great. And you mm-hmm. go, whoa, okay, this defense has really pulled... It. And then there'll be other weeks you go, okay, well, they, they survived. You go back to that game of uh, East Chambers,
1: mm-hmm. East Chambers uh, yeah.
0: where they basically just had to outscore them. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what's interesting about this, is that like their defense, it depends on which
1: Grandview defense shows and up. And that's the sign of a young defense, right? Because mm-hmm. last year, Grandview... Who was we thought last year was Grandview's year? Yeah, they went to the quarterfinals and were upset by a Kemp team that they had beaten by 40 in the regular season. They lost a ton of seniors from that team. They only had one defensive starter coming back. If you if you go back and look at the summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, one starter on defense back, uh, Demetrius Crownover. Um, so they had to basically rebuild the defense. So they've kind of had those ups and downs of that of the of a youthful defense. But when their ups are up, man, they're really good and really they can dominate a game yeah. they can and they took it over last week against Yoakum, and they took over that game against Malakoff held Malakoff to seven points in that in that regular mm-hmm. season win so but you're right they'll have those games where you're like oh this looks like a defense that's struggling to get a stop at all it, it, this is going to be a f- just a fascinating matchup another game that i just i have no idea like no idea i think you can throw the regular season game yes, out the window i think at, the, you can. This, at this point these two teams are are vastly different it's a it's a really unique matchup, and uh, I'm excited. I think this is going to be... I mean, I think the computer has this as another really close game. Grandview by six.
0: Um, so that's a touchdown. Grandview by, Grandview by a score, um, and I'm sure that it's it's baking in that... Uh, obviously, part of it is that they've played before, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's taking into account that. Um, it's a really interesting matchup. It's one of those games that, like, again, I can see almost any, any scenario here that I can see... A Grandview blowout. Yeah, there's a lot of variables to this game. I can see a Malakoff blowout. Yeah. And I can see a super close game, too. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. One of the more unpredictable games of the state, of the of state and championships. With both
1: teams being relatively close to Arlington. And Grandview, for those of you who don't know, Grandview is just south, south of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, it's you know, in Johnson County. I think there's going to be a really big crowd for this I think game.
0: there will be, especially on a Thursday night.
1: Um, so I, it's, uh, is the la- it's the is it the it's the last game Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I, it's it, both both schools are really close. The fan bases can literally you can get to AT and T Stadium from Grandview or Malakoff in less than an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's like Newton and Canadian fans are already going to be there. And
0: where do they have to go? They can't drive home. Yeah. They, yeah. So might as well stick around?
1: Yeah. I think it'll be a big crowd. That's it's well, going to be fun. I say stick around.
0: Yeah. Thursday night. Uh, at AT&T Stadium, the three Division One title game between the Malakoff Tigers and the Grandview Zebras that'll go down. Then that wraps up Thursday. Uh, then we're going to go back to our little football beds, put on our football mm-hmm. pajamas, and dream little football dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- My football onesie will be on. Before we, before we wake up and we do it all again on Friday when we get into 4A. So that's where you will find us. We will put this podcast in the feed as well uh, for uh, your fr- thir- your Friday preview. will be next. So that's going to do, do-, do it for this edition of TEP and STEP. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And STEP, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you for tomorrow's preview on Tap